And we are live. That's live for us anyways. And you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour. And I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. Draco got that kickback when I blow that. They all do track. They don't shoot back. One shot close range. Right down head tight. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I lit that call up. It's another day. Another day in KC. We got a good one for you guys. Dogfish Head is in the house. Rep, Nate Sellegren, Donnie Matthews, and Major Brands. Let's get this shit on, man. What's up, guys? This is Ruben Ortiz. Man, it's been a while since I've done one of these intros. We've been doing the podcast live at Colony KC. Shout out to Colony KC and my man Rodney Beagle brewing up some marvelous shit down there. Get down there, have some brews. When we are live down there, it's on a Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Come hang out. It's a good time, man. Well, we had a scheduling conflict. If you tried to make it out to the live podcast and you we weren't there, I apologize. We ended up moving it last minute to Velo Garage and Tap House. What a kick-ass spot. That place fucking rules. It's a bike shop with a tap room. They got some ping pong tables, music playing, some nice comfy couches, and great company. Well, I was there with Nate Seligren, Donnie Matthews, Aaron Robeson showed up with his fiance Diamond and a few others. I fucking loved it, man. Great time hanging out. We even ended up at Screenland Armor. (laughs) It always turns into a party. I love it when it turns into a party after the podcast, which typically what happens, whether it's in the basement or down at North Kansas City, which is quickly becoming the spot to be at. I started the podcast out today with some Takashi, Takashi 69. (laughs) I really enjoy this artist, and I think there's some parallels between the rap game and the brew game. Hold on, hear me out. Everybody wants the new shit, right? So Takashi 69 is the new shit, the mumble rap. Everybody gravitates to it. We're really fickle. We get that candy and they climb up the charts. We forget about some of our mainstay rap artists. Well, the rap game's always been like this. It's a it's a moving game, man. It's a quickly changing game, and that's what the brew game's been like. And I was sad to see that Tallgrass, Tallgrass out of Kansas, great brewers. They brew Big Rick. They brew Buffalo Sweat, 8-Bit. All these great beers, their production facility is currently shut down. Now, whether or not they open it up again you know, remains to be seen. But we're seeing these middle-of-the-road brewers getting hit real hard. And I mean, they're big boys. They're not small, but they're not big, big boys. And so this middle-of-the-road brewer is getting hit really hard as a bunch of local tap rooms start opening up and cutting into that business. And anyone that's visited a local liquor store like Lucas or some of these bigger liquor stores and browse that craft beer department, you're seeing a saturation of beers there. So in this discussion with Donnie and Nate, we get into the three-tier system. Well, Donnie brings up a great point 
that there is a fourth part of that system, a fourth tier being the consumer. And right now, consumer is king. Enjoy this time as a consumer right now because there's never been this much innovation, this much selection, not only locally from your local tap rooms, but nationwide from some of these larger distributors and also out-of-state folks trading some of the tastings that are taking place. There has never been a greater time to be a beer consumer than there is today. And I think it's very similar to the music game in that respect, that our choices are unbounded. We have a plethora of music that we can listen to from the past, the present, and different genres. But a lot of times we go with what's hip, what's new, what's fresh, and we forget a little bit about some of those mainstay guys. And that is super prevalent within the rap game. You're here today, you're gone tomorrow, and I've been noticing some of that within the beer world. I like representing guys like Tallgrass, guys like Santa Fe, these guys that aren't necessarily the real big boys, but they make really solid flagship beers, and they're innovative at times. But we're at a point right now where some of those guys are getting crushed. Another interesting News that has broken is Constellation Brands restructuring, laying off dozens of craft sales reps. And I think this is going to make for an interesting subject. There's a book out called Barrel Age Stout and Selling Out Goose Island, Anheuser-Busch, and How Craft Beer Became Big Business. That's by Josh Knoll. And we have kicked around the idea of reading this book and then doing a podcast centered around it. But the strategy in play here is very interesting to me. So more to come on that. This is a badass podcast. So without anything further, let's get into the podcast. Catch you on the flip side. 100% my title. And we are live. So we're here at Velo. Velo, what, uh, Velo's a bike shop. In a crap beer bar. Yep, Villa Garage. Yeah. This is uh, totally like where Kansas City is going, right? Like where you would find a bike shop and a tap room in the same location, right? Yeah. So it's mixing mixing talents, mixing ideas, and putting them together into the same spot. Yeah, and, and, and a place like this wouldn't have existed like five years ago. So we got thrown out of Colony KC. <laughs> 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 we, didn't, we didn't get thrown out. We were... Uh, what was it? What was the? There was a band that was yeah, going to band playing. So, band playing tonight. So it'd be a little hard to make a podcast when there's. Shouts uh, out yeah. to Rodney Beagle and Colin E. Casey for hosting us, even though there was like some uh, miscommunication there with the scheduling. And I apologize to anybody who showed up. We got we got one guy here. Yes, my boy. Is <laughs> uh, listening to us right now? We're 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 doing a podcast in a corner on a couch, and uh, it's been good. Anyways, what w- was a. Uh, we had a few Dogfish Head beers. We yep. had um, Sea Quench, which is freaking excellent. They got it on tap over here. Absolutely. Uh, just uh, all around winner in regards to like that hitting all the, the spots the, the for beer summer. Of the summer for us. I mean, it's gone absolutely bonkers. Uh, this this summer, just selling boatloads of it. People are really digging into the uh, kind of active summer lifestyle, especially as we're sitting here in a uh, bicycle garage place where when they get done with their rides, there's really nothing better to uh, to get yourself nice and square with a, a good sea quench. So. Yeah, the good news is brewers have uh, come around with cultures and sea quench type beers and the totally. limes and the mango limes, etc. I mean, everyone's... Uh 
uh, part of that now in the brewery side. I, I tell you what, I would like to say something about Northtown in general before we get started. You mentioned Colony. Now we're here at Velo Garage. North this Kansas City. area has yeah. exploded. Bonkers. It's I freaking mean, you awesome. Yeah. You cannot throw a rock without hitting something super cool to hang out in. A distillery, a brewery, uh, the chicken pickle, who to thunk, <laughs> right? Uh, these guys right. are killing themselves down the street. So, yeah, this is neat hanging out in, in Northtown. And I'm so jealous. Uh, it seems like this generation has it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to get to the intro, guys, because I was just, but, oh. you know, he just brought up such a great point. I'm so jealous of this, like, generation, like, before it's just coming up now. They have it right, right? So they're like, have all these like uh, arcades with the tap room, bike room. We didn't have none of that shit. No. It's like at a bar, no. yeah. Maybe some pickled eggs and some popcorn. It's all shit that I love too, right? But you know, we I kind of missed that KC wave. But before I get any further, I want to introduce my guest that I have today with me, and I I think I already said Nate Seligman, but yes. Nate, can you? Give an introduction introduction for yourself, and yeah. then also Donnie, introduce yourself. So I'll start sure. with Nate. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, my name is Nate Seligren. I work for Dogfish Head Craft Brewery. I've been there a couple of years, um, kind of opening the Midwest states for them uh, starting a few years back. Uh, I've been slinging craft beer for 10 years, eight of it being specifically living here in the uh, in Kansas City. So uh, been a fun ride working for quite a few breweries, and I, I brought a friend along as we were kind of thinking about this conversation to uh, uh, kind of add some some new stuff to uh, uh, to the conversation tonight, which is uh, my friend Donnie Matthews, and I'll let him introduce himself. Sure, uh, yeah, Donnie Matthews, Major Brands, Kansas City. I've, wow, I've uh, been doing this thirty years, so I'm the old guy here today, and uh, I, I mean I've been a distributor the entire time. I uh, worked uh, fifteen years on the Coors portfolio mostly. Uh, with a great distributorship that is now uh, Central States. Now, then I got an opportunity to come to Major Brands, uh, just down the street. We're the we're two blocks away from where we're at right now, and uh, love doing what I do. And I get to, I get an opportunity to deal with multiple suppliers and customers at the same time. So uh, it's great work, man. And I love it. And it, it's cool just hanging out with these guys, just having some beers. Uh, we just had uh, what was uh, Dogfish just came out with a high ABV. Uh, Fruitful Fort just hit the market, so that's a it's a big monster. <laughs> um, awesome. It has basically all of the berries: boysenberry, blackberry, raspberry, elderberries. Uh, Eighteen, seventeen point eight percent alcohol. Uh, kind of in that uh, 120 minute uh, uh, realm. So this one replaced last year. If you guys possibly remember, we had Worldwide Stout. In that vanilla bean worldwide stout. And yes. so this one, so we're kind of taking one of those big beers each year and we're doing something new. So next year we'll have something completely different. So if you see Fruitful Fort, this is probably be the only time you'll be able to see it again for the next few years. So grab it. It's a, it's a nice little sipper as, uh, as the weather chills off. And what's awesome about it is you could grab one now and then you could save one. For, yeah. for the next few always years. Always grab two. <laughs> always. As the sales guy sitting here, always get more than one. <laughs> but even though, but even, but, you know, as a functional, like, it's going to age at that high ABV. I mean, it's going to do some different shit, right? Totally. So it's not going to fall off. You nope. know, no, at, no. What is it, 18%? <laughs> no, it's going to, it's just going to get gonna better. Yeah. like wine. Totally. Excellent. <laughs> like a fine wine. That's awesome, man. <laughs> so, uh. Man, thanks thanks a lot for for joining us, guys. And you know, it's, it's cool. I kind of dig this kind of vibe uh, as well a lot. You know, I I love doing the Colony KC shit, and we usually have an accompanying video. There's obviously not going to be a video for this one, but you know, this this follows the original format where we just put out that podcast, and we'd have 
the last time we had Nate on, it was just a conversation in my basement bar, and we had a great time. Yeah. It was, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. So Until the whiskey came out in the back, 20 minutes of that conversation are still a little fuzzy. It was it. Did it get <laughs> ugly? I, I, I th- yeah, it probably did because I know we took some interesting pictures towards the end. You know? <laughs> yeah, which like, I think I was the Robeson Facebook post. on my back. And, <laughs> yeah, that's actually the picture for this 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 uh, the advertisement on this podcast. So, um, I, my first question is is like briefly, and you, you guys could both speak on this. Is how do you explain? Uh, and I don't think I think the average person doesn't realize this. I think a lot of you know, quote unquote, beer nerds or, or more industry savvy people know about the three tier system. Sure. But uh, and and we'll kind of piggyback on that on how you can actually break into the sure. the beer scene. But you know, just a, a general overview of what is the three tier system. Yeah. So kind of a fifty thousand foot overview of it is. So it, it kind of came after prohibition. So it was trying to, to to be able to make the the playing field a little bit. Uh, more even for small breweries, big breweries, bars, and basically trying to kind of even that playing field out. So essentially the, 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 the top tier is the producer. So whether that's uh, a supplier of beer or whiskey or wine or whatever it is, they're, they're going to kind of tier one. Uh, the second tier is always going to be a wholesaler. So that's where Donnie comes in with, with, uh, kind of that wholesaler aspect where, where this, this group basically has many suppliers or many producers selling them beer or or wine or spirits, and they then take that and sell it to all the third tier, which is bars and restaurants and liquor stores and IVs. So it's it, it kind of begins to break up so that you're not going directly from a brewery to a high V. You have to be able to go through a, a wholesaler in order to get there, uh, and gives us a lot of uh, you know gives a, a producer of of spirits or, or whatever. Um, you know, kind of a few more options and a, and, a, and a larger sales force. So there's one of me for this area where wholesalers have a whole bunch of people on the street grinding every day. Um, so that kind of is, is the basic overview. And Donnie, you have a right. So there's a constant ba- uh, battle to keep that three tier system in place. I mean, we fight on the distributor end at all times because there's big boys in the market like your Costco's, Walmart's, and Sam's Clubs, etc. That would much rather not have me around. And that's a that's a battle. And then I, I would be remiss if I didn't miss, mention the fourth tier that no one really talks about. <laughs> our our consumer, super important. Uh, so it's, there's really four. The top three are super are very important, and um, it's a battle every day to keep that intact. Uh, it's something that we, as a distributor, go to um, Jefferson City every year. We send a contingent to make sure that we talk to our representatives and uh, everybody to, to, that are making big votes that are important to us. And so what's your main, the main pro for that? The pro to the three-tier system? Yeah, no, for your perspective, yeah, to keep that in place, you say. Oh, you yeah, know. so we're, we're protecting jobs. I mean, we, we nice. have uh, my, my particular, we have my company, there are, oh, my good Lord, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, but I know there's we have hundreds of employees That's awesome. uh, in uh, everything from warehousing drivers, sales, to the, probably the most important people, the people actually pay our bills and get our money from suppliers and do all the things they're supposed to do. All of our folks that are supporting us in sales are right there, too. So we're, our most biggest deal is we walk into a CS senator or representative and we say, we're here to protect our, our, our family. And that's, that's how that's all about. So, the, yeah, the, the, the opposite, so, so, so kind of the opposite thought of that would be, would be large 
macro breweries being able to come in and say without wholesalers kind of as that as that buffer between being able to take over bars and saying you can only serve Budweiser at this bar or Miller Coors at this bar yeah. or XYZ and then not allowing small breweries um, regional breweries, local breweries, um, anybody to be able to have a shot at, at the marketplace. And without a place to sell your beer and to get to Donnie's fourth tier of the consumer, if you don't have a place to sell it, it doesn't matter. So this, that, that was the reason that it kind of came about to begin with, was it, it put a separation to where you had a, a, a group in there that allowed to push beer everywhere. Yeah, and, and, those, and those people are there to fight it out, depending on who's got the best uh, relationship with uh, a, a, a a restaurant or liquor store, grocery store, and that's what distribution is all about. That's the fun part about my piece of that, you know, pyramid. And, you know, that's a nice dovetail into the our broader subject of, of the jobs within it, right? So it creates all these opportunities for different uh, uh, marketing jobs, uh, dis- distribution jobs, and, and so on and so forth. And we'll get a little bit more into that, but, you know, from... Nate's perspective, I, I just wanted to know within that system, you know, what you specifically do as a beer rep, some of the things, you know, the day in and day out stuff that you do. And I think I've always, I think I hang around with so many beer reps and I have had so many interviews and I always forget to just, you know, what's the day to day things that the things that you think are most important yeah. to your job as a, as a representative of, of, dogfish head in this case you know. yeah what's a what's a tuesday or a wednesday actually look like yeah so you know i i think what from from a brewing sp- perspective essentially a lot of what we do is is wholesaler management so so a lot of what i'm doing is working with with the wholesaler that sells my beer so they have 20 or 30 people that go in and out of accounts and uh and sell beer to all the high v's and and quick trips and and all the places to be able to uh uh, to, to, to sell the beer. And so a lot of what I do is, is making sure I'm training their folks. I'm getting them set up with everything they need. That's one piece of it. The other large piece of it is actually moving beer from Delaware to Kansas City. So it's not super simple to be able to, uh, you know, it's put it on a truck and let it go, but, but also making sure we have the right amount of inventory. We have the right amount of stuff that we need to be able to sell the beer day in and day out. So it's primarily office work. <laughs> A whole lot of office work. In a few days, you get to go out and, and have some beers and do some fun things. Um, but it is a it, it's a grind. Uh, but it's a, yeah. And so, Donnie, from your perspective, what is your role within that? Like your day in and day out from that tier system. So, uh, as a distributor, my particular role is I am in management. So I could get I could fall into a, a cycle where I'm in my office a lot, uh, trying to direct. And we have goals to hit from every supplier. I present many suppliers. So, uh, you know, I started on this business as a draft tech. And so my team, we have draft techs, a driver for, for kegs, etc. We have a number of salespeople touching our beer to get the product to the, to the accounts properly. But me specifically, I'm more of the management uh, side. But I've done it all, so I know how, know how it works. That, that's how it works. So working with your supplier partner. Nate talked about his office uh, portion of that. It's mostly on the phone with a guy like me <laughs> yeah. trying to, to discuss how we're going to get where we need to be. I'm complaining that his numbers are too high <laughs> or I'm out of product 
or I have too much product or whatever. It, it, it's a little give and take a lot, and uh, that's that's the important. Man, you were you were you were churching this up quite a bit, my friend. Because <laughs> most of it because most of it is me. Is, it starts with an email, and then and back in the day. So so Donnie and I worked, D- Donnie and I worked together when I worked for Stone, uh, kind of 2010 through 2015 Very or so. So we worked closely together when I launched Stone, and and it would normally start with a with a shot across the bow, shitty email from me, like, "Hey, dude." Are you guys just not selling to Hy-V anymore? And yeah. and then and then he would get mad at me. And then hey, we'd bro, end did up- you close down? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I would get. Like, no, no. Your beer's just not selling right now. Get over it. Yeah. So you know, yeah. no. I mean, it, it, uh, <laughs> there's a there's a give and take with the relationship of uh, there's a balance that you have to get at that you are you're taking care of everybody, and there's priorities within our company that we need to take care of, and. Stone, which is the example I need to use because that's our relationship in the past, was always a very high priority. I mean, it's a still a top top supplier for us. So you have to work with that tier to make sure that the third tier down yeah. getting the product gets what they're supposed to get. Yeah, man, I love take. it, man. Just that uh, the grind of it. The I, I think people would find that part fascinating. And I just saw my boy. Aaron Robeson just walked into the room as well. He, he's part of this seen him in a system as well. So uh, shout out to him. And, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, and he, he, you know, he, we were talking a little bit about, like, you know, the different articles and stuff that have come out and the, and the different battles that take place within the beer industry. Man, it's super fascinating. So it's cool to hear, you know, the the interaction that you have between those those two uh systems on the tier and you obviously are good friends through it right so yeah you build these relationships sometimes to a fault (laughs) but uh usually my wife gets involved like yeah what are you 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 guys doing there's been a there's there's been a few bar uh arguments that have been like are you guys gonna hit each other that too like what's (laughs) going on here we are very passionate in our conversation (laughs) no we're we're not we're just i need you to sell more beer and 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 he needs me to back off And so, you know, being that you've held so many hats in, in the industry, Don, do you sometimes see your role as like a coach or do you, you guy or yeah. is there a lot of mentor situation? Yeah. Well, are let's, they, first are off, they... let's just go ahead and say what it is. I'm an old guy in the industry. I'm, <laughs> I'm 52 years old. Um, I've been doing this for 30 years. Yes. So I, the good news about doing a whole bunch of different uh, roles is that you know where everybody's been and where they're going and I can relate. And I appreciate – now, I've never been a supplier. It's about the only thing. I drove a beer truck. I clean lines. I sold product. I managed product. So, no, I, I think it's great that I got to do everything. That is not common. That does not happen anymore. Um, uh, it's just not the way things roll. Kids come out of college now. They want a sales job. And they're not willing to be a draft pick. Well, I think that's – I think that was that was the key point. That, and I don't know if there's a question later down the road, but, but starting – are you trying to get it? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to move down your list. I read it. I read it. No, I think. I think. Well, what he said was was probably Fucking one of the key. You know my shit, man. The, the, <laughs> the key points that I wanted to make is that it's it's it, to to start in the industry. You you kind of you'll, you'll have to start in a in, in in a role that you may not. That may not be your end goal. So, so starting as a draft tech, where you're you're cleaning lines, or you're you're humping kegs off the back of a truck, or you're merchandising uh, beers in a high V on on Saturday at two p.m. because you, you that's what that's what the gig is before you get the sales job or, or or all those things. And I think that that whether it started thirty years ago where he did, or or ten years ago where I did, it, that's what it takes. You kind of got to start somewhere. We've noticed though that uh, um, not. In fact, I've got a guy here too tonight. My my uh, longest senior sales guys behind me and eric started out uh 
as a draft tech for me, and now he's my top salesperson. Now that is not in my building the way it goes anymore. It tends to be you're coming out of college, you studied, you had some sort of degree in marketing or whatever. No, I'm just kidding. You know, come out of college. It's <laughs> true, and that's I'm sure that's what happened to you. So uh, you you come out of college, you get that sales trainee situation, you get a route, you, you get on board. There like, clearly aren't people that come up from the very ground anymore. They're, they're, that's less uh, common. You're like the Doogie Hauser of the beer industry and shit. There are very oh. few of those. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I struck a chord on that one, dude. He didn't, he didn't smile too no, fast on that. No, <laughs> no, I'm just no. Kidding. It's all good. It's, it's well No, and, and what, I, what I'm getting at, I guess, do you feel like that part of it is important, the – because you're talking about a hierarchy, right? And and um, knowledge that you can't maybe necessarily get from that side yeah, of there it. There are people that are higher up in, in uh, my situation or my company right now that, it, that could have benefited by doing uh, at least being on the street for a while. Sometimes we have to coach them up a little bit that they could be our superiors, but they've never actually done the things that these guys. Yeah, do. I don't think it's an uncommon. I don't think it's an uncommon thing. I think you're right, and and what it, what it touches upon like. This is happening in industry. I mean, well, you know, there's such a, a, a hot, there's a highly educated group of, of kids coming out of school, a, a large number of them, right? Uh, there's a gap in, in, in management because the boomers are leaving. The, the Generation X was a small yep. group of, of people. There wasn't a lot of Generation X, which yeah. is my generation. Which is me, right? Yeah, which is me. So it leaves a lot of opportunity for upper management positions, right? Sure. So there's a lot of industry that's struggling with this highly educated, super smart, well-functional group of kids that are getting these higher positions. So it's not unique to the beer industry. No, I think I think it's it's something to be said just for pure experience. So so you know, you you I think that the degree is is great and you can you can have all this education but without any practical use of the education or 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 whatever it it becomes it's it's uh it loses its 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 luster I suppose. It, it it's not relevant if you don't have actual practical education of how in the world do I use this for something. So there's a trade-off between, I think, some of these, like, super innovative ideas that these kids probably have that, you know, the, that doesn't have. Yes. And then maybe from that perspective of the, you know, older generation maybe lacking in some of the fundamental baseline skills that they thought that. Or even even just earning your your way into that, right? There's sure. some of that too, right? Like, yeah, hundred percent. Well, I, and I think part of part of me wanting to to do this podcast and 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 kicking this this idea around was 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 trying to drive more folks into the industry of beer and wine and booze and all these different things. Like people have talents and they have super creative, innovative ideas that we haven't thought of, and it can seem kind of daunting like how do, how in the world do i break into this how do i how do i get my shot into exactly. getting in front of a donnie or or, or whomever is making a decision to hire somebody whether it's at a bar or a wholesaler or a, or a supplier and i think what you have to do is either come with the skills that you had whether it's something that you're already doing um or the, the ideas that you have and and know that it may take you a slight step back to be able to get into where you eventually want to go, you may you may have the degree and the stuff to be able to be, you know, full on salesperson or brewer or whatever. But you might have to start as an apprentice or a, or, or you know, and, and I think that's that combination of using 
that education and 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 how do you gain experience with that? And I think that's what what uh, what needs to happen more in the the brewing industry specifically is is an influx of talented people selling selling beer, being accountants or marketers or whatever is is coming up with that talent pool because there's no degree at at uh, UMKC that says I want to be a beer salesperson. <laughs> Which is, you know those are exact kind of characteristics I see with. Guys like you, guys like Aaron, you're injecting this like new energy to to a, a, a pretty you know the industry that's as old as our country. Let's just yeah, be. totally. People have been making booze uh, for a while. But yeah, and so it's that balance between you know the the old school and the new school from it. That's a you know my next question is how does you know in your opinion both of you guys somebody break into the beer scene? So that, that was the crux of That's, Get all that to get all, to right here. No, all of that, all, right all of that to answer this question. I'll let you go uh, first. From, from your so perspective, how, you, how so, do you break into so, the beer? So, listen, man, I started, my mother-in-law found me a job at Fox Equipment Company. Uh, uh, there's a big it, local company that sells homebrew equipment, uh, soda pop equipment, anything with beer. I worked in the warehouse, became a salesman. I thought line cleaners, draft techs were super cool. So the Coors guy came in one day, and get, he's like, we need a line cleaner. I took a $0.10 cent an hour pay cut. <laughs> ten, oh, yeah. cents. $0.10. Cents. Me, which at the could, time was, 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 was big. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> My wife was Inflation. pregnant. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Ten so uh, You couldn't buy bubble gum anymore? Got into Coors. Got into, <laughs> got into, well, that, that was like, uh, uh, how long? What was that? Like 89. Inflation went. 19, uh, so like 1789? <laughs> See, I knew the old guy jokes were coming out. I knew it was coming. So, no, in 89, I started with... We slammed uh, on the younger dude. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I started, Metro pass, bro. I started with Metro Distributors and became Big Sky, which is now Central States. Um, yeah, dude, I just... I went there and cleaned some lines, and then I drove a truck, and then I got off the truck because that really was hard. And then I became a salesman and a manager, and yeah. So, you gotta you got to do the steps that we kind of chatted about, but... Uh, I think that the kids nowadays coming in need to get that degree. My degree was I have a degree in accounting, which did nothing for me in my industry, but I have I have a degree. We I'm strong, sure it did though. Well, because well, like when you I were hitting me more, with some of the statistics earlier, where you're like, right, that's okay, 3%. so some of that, right? Yeah, I know we we're talking about yeah. that. So some of the numbers I think that gives you a great gives advantage. me a little bit of that. So I have some marketing in there, but um, these kids coming in that are getting marketing degrees and such, they have a leg up. On okay. uh, everybody else, we strongly suggest you get a degree to come apply with us because I'm going to tell you right now. In, in, what, in uh, marketing in specific? Marketing or business management or anything mm-hmm. that is a sales related, anything, anything. I mean, you, if, if we see somebody that's been through four plus years of uh, or whatever of that kind of training, we're going to, they're going to win out over the person that didn't. Although we are very successful hiring people behind the bar or somewhere that has done really well in this industry by having the relationships they build as a bartender. We're good yeah. at that. No, I think I think that's a big piece of it is just is is relationships. So, you know, you want to kind of break in. So that was kind of the question. Like how do yeah. you how do you break into this industry to, to figure out um, you know how you do it, and, and it kind of depends on what you ultimately want to do, I suppose. Um, but you know whether it's whether it's part time gig at a craft beer bar that you like, uh, you get to know, you get to see people like me that that, that, that come in on on Friday evenings and, and have a couple of beers and, and and talk with suppliers and, and get to know people. You get to know salespeople. You get to know other brewers. That's that's a really great oh, yeah, way. The to connections start. are really big. I mean, you know, we yeah. I, there's a lot of times I'll be at a bar 
or a liquor store. Yep. And they'll say, hey, man, you got anything open? You got anything going on? I really want to get into this gig. And it's tough to me. You can. Don't discount There are that. people that come to me all the time and says, dude, I, I'm your next salesman. I'm your guy. I'm your girl, whatever. And I look at them and go, no, no, you're not. I don't want to tell you. I want to be nice about it. But I've been around enough salespeople to know it's a certain person. This is a definitely a specialized a specialized uh, territory. Not everybody can sell beer. My beer people that I have have either been with me from the beginning like Eric or have been poached from somebody else <laughs> because they did well. I, I, and there's a trend for that. I mean, not, you, not, in, I, not in a negative yeah. sense, but one leads to another. One thing leads, one to, thing another. leads to another. Yeah. You're, you're 100% right. You can be – I've seen more people start off as a, as a, as a uh, you know, slinging some suds across the bar to becoming the beer buyer – to becoming uh, a rep at a, at a wholesaler, to becoming a, a rep at a, at a brewery. I mean, there, there's a path to do it. And we you just said have it with to... uh, one of our very close friends, Jessica, that went from yeah. behind the bar to us, to Tomstown. To Tomstown. Did, did as, one, and wonderful. I and mean, doing, she doing an amazing job. through just, the process. So, yeah, you got to start somewhere. And, and uh, you know, so the kind of the, the idea of this is if you want to do it, start somewhere and take whatever talents you have and go do that. You know, if it's behind the bar, great. If you're an accountant, go find a, go find a local brewery that needs some accounting work and say, hey. That's you know, what I'm going to do when I retire. Yeah, is that, is that, is you can take degree that you haven't used <laughs> in 30 years? <laughs> All right, Torn Label. Well, that, was, that was essentially, yeah, Torn Label. Yeah, you're going to yeah, go. 10 years. Yeah. You do Rafi's books for him. <laughs> he needs somebody. He's smarter than me. There's no way. <laughs> no, I love it, man. That's some great uh, insight there. And you know, and some of the like, I, I really appreciate. I think it's great, like um, the discussion back and forth between like those generational differences. I think that's like a, a huge thing. And I, I, I swear, it's like um, you know, psychologists talk about that child in the middle, right? So. Sure. There's the older child, there's the younger child, and there's that one in the middle. And oftentimes that middle child's closer to the to the closer to both siblings yeah. because he's he understands the older child. And there's such a gap between the oldest and the youngest. It's like that middle person is like I'm close to the old one, I'm close to the young one, right? Because you're that one in the middle. I think that's what like from my perspective, I'm like Generation X. I really appreciate a lot of that like pay your dues kind of yep. shit yep and then i really appreciate the ingenuity the 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 educate the smartness of that next generation you know and i sometimes think there's a gap like where this side isn't understanding that side but i find myself at a happy medium where like i get what they're trying to drive at over here as far as innovation goes and i really dig the cool shit that these younger dudes are doing and then i really have a feel for like this uh grit this toughness Yep. It's totally necessary, you know, that I think it's necessary not only for your industry, but for the country. Sure. You know, that's, that's probably lost a lot, you know. Yep. So, man, it, I feel like almost that, that uh, as a Generation X or like trying to gr- get, uh, bring, bring those two worlds together for me because I see the value in both of those, you know what I mean? Well, I think that in, in the distributor end, I think the pay your dues thing, I'm still a big fan. Yeah, I think it's less. No, yeah, I, I mean, get, really, I, I didn't we, get that from you. <laughs> no, no. We perform better with people that have been doing it longer than trying to bring in kids that haven't. I mean, I mean uh, I'm a huge fan of starting but they, at the bottom. No, and I totally Absolutely. get that. But, so, and I, and I, but I like what you're saying because you, you and, and you have, and that was the point of uh, of uh, tapping Donnie to be here was was that that aspect and that 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 mentality, and then also trying to say, but don't. 
stop, don't let that like stop you from going for it and trying to get in there and, and, and sling some beer or some booze or some suds because there's a way that, 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 that you can find your way in. If you, if, if it's not, if it's not humping kegs off of a, off of the back of a truck, but you're really great at, at, at to Aaron's point of, uh, or to Aaron, uh, being sitting next to us of social media, how do yeah, I take what I'm media. already great at and apply that to, to breweries or whomever that need that, that type of a of a thing, and and pull them and pull them along. You don't have to go through the old path. And from my perspective, I just think like, how badass would it be for that like social media badass per- and then to have the grit and the uh, knowledge? Of, of, yeah, that, both, that that combo would absolutely. be pretty much unstoppable. Because one without right? the yeah, just having one. And we usually don't have that. Like for, I know, in, I, our, I, in, our I company, in our company, <laughs> our social media person um, is uh, a much younger person who has. Quite possibly, never done any things that I've done or anybody's done. So, but it's super important at our place. Major brands being a very large statewide. They don't need distributor. to. They right. don't need. They I mean, don't need. They don't right. need to throw kegs off the back of a no. truck. But they need but to be able to take a picture. They need to be able to take a picture right. that gets that gets and, likes and that gets the and that gets engagement is, on right. the suppliers or the whatever you need to be able. And the to problem is, you have us us guys that are just we're just wanting to get it done. Like, <laughs> we just, can we just do this? And, and yes, we had that event. But oh wait, we didn't send you that picture. Media person. Yes. Uh, social media picture. person. Oops, we screwed that up because we don't get it. But I, the two have to figure out how to work together. Which is hey, what, to your point. Further, I, I've never done this before, but I'm out of beer. And I don't know how that works. <laughs> I think, I think I, I'm not, new to the podcast. Can, is there any chance I can get another beer? That is, uh, yeah. We're going to pause no, for yeah. a beer refill. No, traffic is on the three. So basically, anytime I pause, I have to go and, and edit something. So yeah. I got I to... Merge the Merge two. Merge the two. So we made it so harder you guys for made, you. Yeah, you guys sorry, made it work, work for you. Because we needed beer. I needed oh, to pee. I'm sorry. You're drinking beer. It's not even open, though. <laughs> yeah. Open yeah. Beer. yeah. I needed I'm to a, pee. Donnie needed a beer. And yeah, now yeah, we, we merged the two. Now. It's all worth it if you have the uh, Blood Orange uh, Dogfish IPA. So, yes. cheers. 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 And I needed yeah. a pee-pee break, so right now. Everybody did, I think. Is that what, we, that, uh, is that no, what a 40-year-old guy calls it, a pee-pee break? Yeah, yeah. I th- well, you have with, kids? With kids. <laughs> with kids it is. So, why don't we start with a new, a brand new What's set next? of questions. What's next? All right, so we've, it, some really great stuff, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, we're talking about, oh, so I wanted to know what are some of the jobs, because, you know, to Nate's point, it's a, it's it, you know, it's like a Swiss Army knife. If you want to look at it like that, like totally. How does your skill set fit into this beer industry? And I wanted to hear some of the more obscure, um, yeah. or not even obscure, but some of the the offerings that the beer industry has that maybe people don't see. Well, it's, it's it's I think it's less of the forward facing beer industry. You like you you see the guy driving the truck, you see the guy selling beer, but you don't see. All of the other things that make that, that bring that beer from point A to point B, or or get it actually pushed out of the market. So, I and this was this was a question and a piece of the puzzle that I kind of wanted to dig into a little bit. And it was was just taking what your whatever your job is now might have an ability to be used inside of a brewery. So, whether whether that's um, like I said, marketing or accounting or or, or graphic design or. It, you know what? I actually there's a Johnny kind of shit on the uh, I know. accounting I don't worry part about him. of it. He's fine. He'll he'll drink his beer and he'll be all right. Can't be an accountant in beer. Can't be an accountant. I know. Mom and dad are proud. You know, I mean, <laughs> you could, quite frankly, things like you could be you could be a, a a plumber and and be able to 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 if you figure out how beer goes from point A to point B out of big giant stainless steel tanks, 
plumbers are needed, and 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 like I guess I guess it's it's the, those are just like a few kind of crazy examples of whatever you have or whatever you're doing. There may be a brewery or distillery or winery that that may need your skill set, and don't be afraid just to be able to kind of walk in or talk to them and say, "Hey, man, I've got, I'm, I'm really great at this," or, or or maybe there's a use for this, and it, and it may be a bit of pro bono at first. It may be you know some some real easy stuff to to get started, but then you get you get kind of in that industry, and the, the there's not like a quick way to get into the industry. No, no, like and, a, and yeah, was, go ahead, please. So so you you speak of sweat equity a lot. We talk about sweat equity and. Uh, that's a lot about being a brewer. I, I'm very lucky to uh, represent a local brewery in Torn Label where I've watched this yeah. uh, action happen. And people walk into Torn Label. Um, so, so there are very few when they started. It has grown to people who have just come in and started out as something. I just want to do something here to get my foot yeah. in the door. And I think that is what, as far on the brewery side, what they need to do is you have to get in there and show everybody exactly how hard you will work. Whether it is anything to do with sales, marketing, brewery, picking up a broom, whatever, these that's what makes it. And every one of those people who have done that are still there. Yeah. I, I, I see it that. It becomes something else. And I've visited a lot of breweries and done little profiles on it. And more than a couple of times, there's that guy where I ask him, what are you doing? He's like, Anything you want, like, yeah. you know, there's that, 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 that maintenance guy, guy like, yeah. succeed. he wanted this sign up player. here, yeah. I, yeah. I was able to do that, I fixed this shit over here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the handyman guy, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and everybody says, that's our guy. And he ends up you being know. a brewer, maybe, yeah. a, or you know what I'm saying? A, some a brewer sort of later down the road, to, or the sales yeah. guy, or the marketing dude, yeah. or whatever, yeah. yeah. More than a couple of times, I've met that, that, uh, uh, jack of all trades guy, that's just a problem solver, it's just like, we had this freaking issue, this dude went in, he fixed it, and now he's like a mainstay there. Yep. And you talk about a diehard representative of the brewery. It's always sure. that guy, right? He's always decked out in the gear. Yep. He's just yep. there. Yep. This, this is like, this is my shit right here. Yeah. You know? and he's not the face of the brewery. He may not be at the back of the tap. But, or he may eventually be on that spot. I think that's but. what it is. It's just taking your talents that you have and, and, and applying them to the, to the beer industry because there's, there's, you know, I think that was kind of the entire point of this. It's just how do I, how, how do, how do we influx more people into what we love and what you do for a passion? If you're super passionate about craft beer or wine or whiskey or, or gin or whatever it is, Find a way to use your talents. If that's what you want to do, don't sit in your cubicle anymore and bang away at, at, at keys and 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 you know hate the dude that comes by and asks you to work on Saturday. Go and 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 find your passion and go do it. Why you got to describe my life like that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you looking yeah, right at me yeah. when you say I, that. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> you're across <laughs> from me. <laughs> Yeah. Did you have Lumberg? Did, 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 did Lumberg come by in his suspenders and be like, so I'm going to need you to work? Because that's the job you go away from and you say, how do I find a way to use my talents for good and not evil? Whoa. And good is in, is in our industry. I had a shit ton of meetings today and I banged away at keys all day, okay? Yeah. So this is this is actually my Wait, sweet spot right now. Yeah, you're still not going to get away from most ah, of that. But okay. but at the end of it, at the end of it, you get to you get to drink some beers and have some fun. Right on, man. <laughs> and so, okay, well then, that's a great segue into my next. We're all question. about segues. I did that on today. purpose. Yes, absolutely, man. Look at that. <laughs> look at like that. I like, done like this we've done this before. So, what is it that draws you to this industry? Why are you passionate about beer, man? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go first. Like, fuck I, it, I'm not. Well, well, this will take a no, while. You yeah. guys got about an hour because no, uh, Nate's about to talk. 
<laughs> look at him. He's got that little gleam in his eye. No, look, I do. I, I, I hit do. him with the right oh, question. Next, so he even looked yeah, up at the good. ceiling. I did. I looked. I looked up into the left and trying to figure out I'm exactly what it was. It was well. Quite frankly, it was beer. I mean, it's it sounds it sounds like I dumbed it down to the lowest common denominator, but uh, it was a way that I could. If you're telling me that you're going to pay me to be able to work and sell beer and drink beer, you're nuts. <laughs> so I can actually do this. This is a thing. And I think it was the people that I met. It was the people that I was around. It was everybody that I've met in the industry has been super awesome and accommodating and and inspiring. And you, you meet people that have... You know, I, I've had the opportunity to work for both, you know, Greg out of Stone and, and Sam from, from Dogfish, where they're, they can be super inspiring people to stand up in front of you and say, I built this thing from nothing, and now look what it is. And you, you kind of want to go help, and you want to go do it, and you want to go make something from nothing, or take on the big guys, David and Goliath, or whatever you want to call it. And that's what it was. It was being, if I were to sum it up, it's, it's being part of something larger than myself. It's being part of a movement or something that's bigger than, than me spending most of my morning this morning trying to figure out first quarter of 2019 projections of how much beer I'm going to need in my four states. That was, that was the job that needed to get done. But what makes it really fun is you start really looking at it and go like, man, how much more beer can I sell? And how many more beers and how many more people can I turn on to this beer? And, and, and it's super kind of, exciting and i don't want to do anything else that doesn't make me want to wake up and go go sell beer and that's why you need nate on your fucking team to <laughs> <laughs> recruit nate no, so Donnie, oh, i've already tried that it's not so uh so my deal was uh I, I i was i catch a lot of shit for being a bowler when i was a kid but i was in the bowling alley at 16 years old sitting in the back of a truck with my buddies keg truck driver pulls up to dump off a were you in muncie indiana no, no. Was there? No. Was there a? Was, did you get? Did you get upside down and put your hand in the? You don't want to go down lose, that. You don't want to go down that path, dude. Am I, 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 am I the only one? Am I the only I got, one making King references now? I got a wristband. That's and all I had was King references. Just stop it. So, back to my really passionate story. Uh, so. We How dare you washed, me Sorry. and my buddies were sitting in the back of a truck drinking some beers. I know we weren't supposed to do that, but we, a, a keg guy pulls up and delivers a couple of kegs to a bowling alley. I was like, I'm going to be that someday because I thought that was cool. No, not a fireman. Crazy, right? I want to be a beer truck driver. It did happen. And I can tell you with, uh, I'm right there with Nate, the fact that we get to do this and I'm not selling cars or insurance or something like that, I, I, Damn, I love yeah. this. I and, and and I don't want to do anything else. This is a great job. Man, that's really Passion. cool. And, and that's what you see. Uh, I I think that's a, like a common thread, you know. And I've talked to guys from different aspects of it. You know what I mean? But you know, the people and when what mm-hmm. you guys get to do. I mean, as hard as it is, because I know I've talking to you guys. It's not an easy deal. But, you know, there's a reason why I even I like to be around you kind of guys, too. You know, I'm not in this shit either. I'm over here wearing a Brewers uh, four-hands shirt. Like, if I'm, like if I brewed it, I haven't done shit, bro. I've never brewed nothing in my life, dude. But I could play the part pretty good, man. Well, it, it's <laughs> tough. I mean, you can have a lot of fun through the day through the I've been day doing it for and a month. Yeah. Dog fish swag. At, right. At the end of the month, when numbers need to come in and you're behind uh, – the fun kind of stops. That's where I'm out. That's when I'm in my disc punching. Yeah, yeah, you're you're out right. You're out there begging. I mean, like I said, I've got my 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 top guy here today, and he 
he's the one I lean on at the end of the month where we go and find our little secret spot where we go away from people, have a couple beers and pound it out and figure out how to hit that number. Because at the end of the day, you have to hit that number. You have to hit that number. It is sales. It's, it's nothing, there, there's not a brewery that ends in .org. Not a, no, nobody is out for charity. It is still a business, and it's still, it's still something that we have to go sell our beer and go make some money. And, and, that's, and, and, and we're passionate about why we do it and the beers that we make. It doesn't, doesn't take away from your passion or your creativity to be able to go out and want to make some money and want to go sell some beers because that's how we all pay our bills. But there's also got to be um – a certain part of your personality that enjoys that competition part of it too, right? You're in the wrong business if you don't like that. I was going to segue into like negative aspects, but I also think that you guys are kind of driven by the competition and hitting the number. I, otherwise, you wouldn't be in it. No, for there this is. It's, so, it's, and it's interesting inside the beer world because this is what I got from when, – when I left my last career kind of in retail when – when people were trying to kind of figure out, they're like, well, but you're, you're friends with all the brewers, but they're all your competition. That's like, that's like Coke and Pepsi getting along together or whatever. It's a and weird just, dynamic. And, that, yeah, and it is. Which it's has just, changed over the years. I mean, when I started 30 years ago, there's no way we'd be on the same couch together. No. And there's I no way you'd be would not talk to him. I would not talk to them. No, you I, wouldn't. I, I enjoy everybody's company and I will drink their product. Uh, when it's the right time to drink their product in a, in a scientific setup. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I but, have you know, to do this for research, yeah, science, for research purposes. Oh, uh, stop But it. that kind of action was not possible so 15 It's years a unique ago. thing See, inside the craft industry. This is all I've ever known is this right here, what we're doing right well, now. The camaraderie is that. so much different. We, uh, we awesome. Awesome. But, but if you look at it, it couldn't be more than 20 years old. So It's I not that with, old. I was with the company that, that uh, Aaron was with, uh, and I was a part of... So you won't even say their name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I work for... The company is now Central States. And I remember walking into the convenience store that is the closest convenience store to the building, and a draft tech was purchasing a six-pack of Bud Light. Uh, he did not know that behind him, there were three managers. I was one of them. And the first manager saw him said, tell you what. I'll buy that Bud Light for you. You're fired. Oh, Oof. that yeah. will happen. And that then happened. the second manager and slapped the shit yeah, out of him. Yeah. And yeah. the third one. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. that has, has laxed a little bit now. Now we all get along. We used to just hate each other, and we couldn't get along. Like the bread guys, bread guys, the soda guys. Are, I think they're still pretty Dude, bad. I love it that you mentioned that because from my perspective, I had not known. And I was even kind of uh, thrown back because, it, you know, uh, in a lot of industries, it's, it's pretty cutthroat, and you guys are still cutthroat. I, I, and well, I'd imagine, but there's a ton. And that's, what, of that's what I was going to spin it back. But to it's kind of weird, you know, because there's such a, a brotherhood, a camaraderie now that I've witnessed. That I thought, you know, when you you look at these uh, these these micro breweries, uh, these uh, local breweries, and the shit that they share. You know, trade yeah. secrets, basically. Sure. Well, it's, you know, it's, they, it's still, it was always just helping each other. It was it's always really the idea of, of rising tides raise all boats. I mean, that was that was the original idea from from, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. That was the idea was 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 the David and Goliath us against the man of of the big of the big macro breweries. And now that the, the market toppling Goliath. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the market is getting thick and there's a lot of breweries and and so yeah there is a competition out there you know i'll still throw a few jabs at, at my although you know very good friends also be like hey man you're you know 
let you know, took your handle down, or let you know I did this. I'll and let him know while we were offline that I took one of his displays today. Correct. He did. He, did. he actually <laughs> I did. I he told did. Him. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Well, He's like, hey, man. Dude, I'm going to take care of you, but that I moved this happened. to here to here. What he doesn't know is there are five gnomes taking down his display the right now. I've called beer ten fairies. people. Damn beer <laughs> I'm going to take them. I'm going to take them down. <laughs> See, see, that's what actually that's why I need Damn. to keep you here talking longer. You were in my <laughs> neighborhood. So that's what it is, yeah. though. Is it's 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 ball busting and and it's on the game and everybody has to go out and try to sell their beer and none of it is is in a negative tone. It, it could take that way, but it doesn't. And that's I want to keep that. That's no, still I, the fun part. That's the uh, best part of this business so far, right now. No, I love it. Um, it's it's good to show that uh, competitive streak that I think a lot of you guys have, even though it's not as open like it, you know, out there. But you know, I love that because that's a a, a big part of that personality of a, of a seller, the closer. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know yeah. that whole, ABC. Yeah, yeah that yeah. whole cliche. First prize. Yeah. Second prize. No, but hey, third at, prize. at the end of the day, yeah. you know, right? You, you guys are in. You know, yeah. and. There's some negative connotations around salesmen. I don't think of it that way. I think, you know, most people, whether in their in their everyday life, are salespeople, right? Sure. You I guys think... are just taking it to the next level. So the you neg- guys are better I mean, at it. I would say that if someone's going to talk about negative side of stuff, I would say. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It's not exactly aspects. negative as it is a necessity. You, like I said, you have to hit the number. We don't like to sell some of the beer we sell, and I'm not going to mention exactly which <laughs> one. There's beers exactly that are not great but they're out there there's a number it has to be hit and we hit it that's the job i think there's yeah there's, there's, there's still that there's still that grind that has to be out there and there's some of the negative the negative things yes there 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 is the hitting some numbers there is there what's the is, negative for you nate come on man be real i i think i think honestly it can be the amount of pull on your time so you get pulled from if you think about, so I, I, I'm, I'm a manager of four states. I got a couple guys that work for me and I have to make sure that they're doing right and that they're, that they're okay and that they're, they're getting their time off and that they're, 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 you know, growing in their careers and selling their beer and doing their thing. At the same time, I'm player coach. I'm the one calling the plays and throwing the ball in Kansas City. So, so I, I'm also still expected beer festivals and, and tastings and bar events and, and, you know, I got a family, I got two kids, I got a five-year-old and, a, and, a, and an eight-year-old. And, and you have to really kind of budget and manage your time because it's really easy. As, as a beer sales guy, you want to say yes. Like your, your first inkling is, hey, man, I want to put five beers on tap. Yes. Yeah, I'll okay. do your fucking all right, podcast. Great. I, need you, I need you Saturday. I need you all day Saturday. Wait, what? <laughs> you know, or I need you Friday night and Saturday night or whatever. And, and, and so you have to manage that. And you still, I still do it. And, and you have to be out there connecting with the consumers and, and making sure your wholesaler is happy and the account is happy and everybody's happy. But you also have to take time for yourself. You take time for your family. And I think that's probably the, it's not necessarily a negative as much as it's probably the largest struggle that most people in my position on the supplier side have to deal with because you've got a wholesaler, which is your biggest buyer of all your beer and they have expectations that they need to get done and all your top accounts and all your people that they want to do cool stuff with you and you want to say yes but you just can't say yes to everything i think that's probably the the biggest piece that you know kind of if i wake up at two in the morning it's oh man i still haven't seen that account i still haven't said i I love bill at that bar i need to go in and see him again Uh, but man how do i get to everywhere and be everybody to everything i think my uh, it's on the distributor side as far as the 
the, the negative is things I can't control. Um, I cannot always control the availability of product. I can't guarantee sometimes that I'm going to have in-stock items all the time for my customers. Yeah. That's the biggest complaint that I get from my staff is that, dude, I'm out. What do you, you want me to do? You're out of the super rare beer that right. everybody wants? Right, right. Or, or <laughs> the regular beer that everybody wants, I can't sure. get. So, you know, that's tough. Uh, the the the, un, uh, the uh, uncontrollable items. We have a warehouse. I can't control if they're going to deliver that product, so I have to work with them to make sure that um, being forceful but not an ass, so they'll work with me. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things. It's a relationship <laughs> a, a game. Negative the whole but, yeah. this whole conversation is a relationship game. <laughs> I fucking love it. I think it's unique in, in, a, in a lot of respects to your particular industry. You know, like the freshness of beer, having to. Move it in, move it out, and you know all of the promotions and all the different players in it, man. I think you guys are in a, you know, a highly competitive but yet exciting game, man. Yeah, so, I, and I think you guys touched yep. upon that, you know, super well, and you just emphasize that I appreciate it that much more. You guys being here, you know, you talking about your time and stuff, man. We're here on a Wednesday afternoon. I mean, we're drinking some beers and stuff and hanging out, but also appreciate you sharing your guys' knowledge and. And hanging out with me, man, I really well, do. I think that it's actually the, the, the new wave beer scene with the, with the three-tier. And being able to see that, um, I think, it, like we said, the, the, the competitive distributors can hang out, talk. <laughs> the, you know, we all feel the same way, and that's how that works. Yeah. And I can see it's tough for you, too, man. <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. arms are, no arms are twisted. Where I've been, it was bad news no, back I in the believe, '90s, dude. Back in the I love early it, '90s, yeah. they're like, no, 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 yeah. you do not back talk when to Kurt them. Back when Kurt was alive, and I love the Smells like Teen Spirit happened. <laughs> it's crazy. No, it was before <laughs> no. that, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I was very lucky when I left. Um, when I left Big Sky to come to Major Brands, uh, I was supposed to be fired immediately. Because that's just the way it is. Because I could have took trade secrets. I could have done a number of things I didn't want to do. But that company kept me for two weeks. Because I think it was this weird right time when we started to like each other. They kept me. And that was I, I, I called major brands and said, you want me that bad. Expect to have me there on Monday if, if I'm going to put my notice in on Friday. That didn't happen. I got my two weeks. They gave me a party. It was excellent. I just yeah. think that that, that <laughs> is what well. the change has happened in our world. It's a good industry to work I, in, man. Yeah, it is great. I do think it's cool to to keep that perspective, though, you know, of how it was. I think, you know, that grit still matters, you know. I, I think it, you know, hopefully that's not lost, that lesson of how lost. it was, you know. I mean, sure. I think that's important in a lot of shit, you know what I mean. I, I take lessons from the past all the fucking time. And my, my wife hates it when I watch, like, westerns. It's like the, <laughs> the lifestyle of the westerns is, like, so Dude. depraved, like, such so, a shitty, but I'm like, yeah. it just makes me appreciate. But you still walk out of the house with the uh, with the medal under your sombrero or under <laughs> under your uh, under your poncho, just in case yeah, that one dude tries I, to shoot I you. I carry the Wild West with me all the time. I do not like time, westerns. Bro. I don't know how to well, talk yeah, to you guys. Right now. Sit down. Uh, you know, we only have a few more questions, yes, and I'll sure. let you guys go. But uh, trends that you see in the beer industry. Any trends that you see coming up trends. that you think? And local, I, 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 local, hazy, local, local, hazy, hazy and local, hazy and local. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you know, we're 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 a few years behind St. Louis because I remember five years ago when um, every other week there'd be another brewery come out in St. Louis, and I said we're just a few years but few years behind, and look what's going on. Now. Yeah, man, a lot of great breweries popping, popping up, up here. Popping I think up. that's the trend. I think I think there's a really great. You know, local scene, which is huge. I think beer trends in general. I think IPA. 
as a whole is still a third of all craft beer sold in the country. It's 32.3 percent, yep. as by using my uh, my accounting math numbers from my head. Right. But I'll it's still that. that there's so much of IPA that's being sold. So, and we're uh, drinking Lupa Lua. Yeah, well, we got yeah, we've got a couple. We've got a coconut, a, 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 a blood orange, and then Donnie's over there sipping on on sequench. Um, but I, I think that that iterations on IPAs, different versions, will still continue to dominate the market because. Yeah. Uh, that's I think that's what's going to happen. I think the the pastry uh, uh, stouts, those big monsters. Are pastry stouts a thing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Are they pancakes? I'll tell you what, and- what I feel it's gonna, what's also a trend right now is the uh, less interest in uh, special releases. Yeah. There's um, been a- I'm seeing some uh, beers hang on the shelves more than I would like. Yeah. Uh, while they have long shelf lives and can last... Oh my god, twenty five years or whatever the hell they did. Um, you can only put so much shit on a shelf. And then we keep pushing, 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 and my staff is hitting me up with I got the last three things still there, what do you want me to do? So I'm pushing to my suppliers is let's focus on core. Let's go back to the core brands that built your company. Yeah, and the made old you school way. They're kinda of old school. Like they, I think there's a way that in, in bars and restaurants that we're seeing, which is Let's let's not have super individualized crazy bars or, or with a lot of pomp and circumstance. Like you just want to go to a, a, a great little bar. You mean I just want to have a great pilsner. I want to have well, a great IPA. I want to have just kind of that that basic need. And I think of, part of that is is that 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 part of the segment is being cannibalized a little bit by uh, these smaller brewers, these local brewers that are doing special releases. So like, it's, it's your choice to oh. buy that $15, That's a good uh, point. local, yeah. like guy around the corners, $15 beer, but they can't really fuck with the really outstanding core IPA or fruited IPA. They can't do that on a regular basis consistently. But they can like make, the way but they maybe can make cranberry. Four hands or caramel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yes, no. but they can do a special, and, and so really you'll well, put and your, make amazing beer. Yeah, and and the beer nerds will gravitate more towards yeah, that local point. guy around the corner versus like, am I going to get the special release from this brand that everybody knows, or am I going to get the really weird specialty shit from the guy around the corner that's super limited that I can maybe trade or blah blah blah? Yeah, that's and, the job and of the distributor try, and the supplier to figure out how to be in front of that person and get that sale. Well, I would I, try not to even cater to the. Like and I, it's a to the quote unquote beer nerds the the super specified that that's a moving target. I've always yep. felt that. And I've yeah. even told them as such. Like you're never going to nail that guy. No. You know he's always going to be well, they, somewhere they're, else. They're not, they're not monogamous. They're but not. There's they're, some they're, core brand people that love you know certain brands and they appreciate when they come out with these core unique uh, IPAs sure. or. Or yeah. uh, seasonal releases that that they know the brand and and they're going to buy like a twelve pack of it at least they're not going to buy a one off. I think that's where a lot of the larger breweries. So so working for one of the larger larger breweries in the country is 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 trying to get your what do you drink on Tuesday at six p.m. I'm, I'm not worried about what you're what you're drinking with your with your bottle share Sunday. or your <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not I mean we have beers that that fit that niche but at the same time. Uh, actually, for me, and and uh, you know, because kind of going back into the, the the industry side of it. So, how do I fill trucks? So, I'm moving beer from Delaware to Kansas City, semi loads full of beer from Delaware to Kansas City. And how do I 
how do I fill trucks? And it doesn't, it, trucks aren't filled with 17 bottles of the uber rare yeah. unicorn blood that, that comes from the brewery. Those are, those are fun to have. And that, that yeah. keeps, that sparks interest and that maybe gains a new couple of people. Yeah. But it's, it's not, it's not what, it's not what pays, uh, like I, I said, pays the bills or, or And makes I also noticed that a lot of guys that started off on that whale hunt. You know that they, they get a little older, they get off of it, and they yep. go back to these. They go back to well, because yeah, you know, I, and I've noticed a lot of guys that are like veteran beard nerds that have like said, yeah, you know, I've had all the whales. I, I'm not whale hunting anymore. You know what I like? I just like a badass, well done IPA yep. that maybe has a slight twist to it. You know I want a I mean? really great pilsner. I yeah, want a really great exactly. IPA. I want I want something again that I can drink on Tuesday when I get home and have a couple of beers. And and watch the Daily Show and go to bed or whatever. Like that. Yeah. That's that's the beer drinker that's not drinking Bushlight or whatever. So, um, I just have, gosh, I, I did have a lot of questions for you guys. Uh, last, uh, you know, does the any kind of certifications like does the Cicerone thing help or, you know, and, and more. I, I just want to get the crux of it. Like, how is it? Like, can somebody just? What's the best way for somebody to just try to? Like, should they get a Cicerone license, or how is it that they could just try just to get to, a job? Try to get in, and, and yeah. what, what puts Do they their, talk to well, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt, and in, in, in my uh, uh, side of it, does not hurt to be a certified Cicerone. I can tell you, it is certainly not necessary. Um, I failed the certified Cicerone <laughs> twice. I'm, I'm a beer server. Um, I talked to, uh, I've actually uh, talked to... Um, uh, the folks at the the test to see what I missed. There were certain things I just didn't know because I didn't sell German heffies or different things. I'm not great at um, writing essays, uh, but all the other things I had to check in the box. I believe with it, if you are a, a student of the product and you don't have a certification, it's not a, a death nail for you not getting in, yeah. in, into this industry. Uh, uh, you are not a certified Cicerone. No, no. I think I think yeah, you are, you I don't want to point that yeah, out. I want to point yeah, out that he, how not out. only he, he says he says he doesn't want to point it out, but he's literally not pointing only me. did I I'm fail, not point but Nate didn't try. He's literally either, pointing at me. No, I think I think uh, I mean well with my experience and what so so as I, so I hired I hired two supplier reps o- over the last eighteen months or so. I hired a dude out of who were Cicerones. No. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, one was, one wasn't. Um, but what I, what I was mainly looking for was, was, was personality and, and the ability to, to be passionate about the job and, and the ability to understand the industry. Like, do you understand what it, you know, it's, it's not, it's not whether you understand the difference between SRM and IBU and, and, and can you, can you name why, why a half of German Hefeweizen is different than a Bavarian Hefeweizen. That was not any part of my interviewing process. It was, it was, can you, can you, can you grasp the understanding of, of the three tier system? Can you understand that you need to sell beer in these places and, 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 and identify markets and, and how to sell beer and how to do it? And that's the, the, the much larger key than it is to, to having a certification. Those are great. They'll, they'll give you a leg up, but that's not the end all be all. Well, and, you know, my, my deal on, on, on that is that you can be certified and com- be a complete dork and not know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. My, my deal is on mine. There's end, dorks in beer? There no, is dorks in no. beer. What? And people can't, that think they're not. Look, look. No. If you can hang, <laughs> not know if you that. can hang and talk with people intelligently about your product, 
Which we you're what I need. <laughs> you what you're uh, you're what I need. I need the relationship. I need the relationship person. I need the person that knows how to talk to folks and know their product. Look, read Tasting Beer by Nosher. Grab Garrett Oliver's book and read that. And if you could grasp that, you're, you're that's good. what I want. You're in a good spot. That's the salesperson yeah. I want. Yeah. Okay, and this is my final uh, question and then any final thoughts that you guys have. But this is the last one is, like, do you feel like uh, th- like being a home brewer is pretty important? Like the whole, you know, um, that that aspect, that knowledge. I mean, they're sure. very knowledgeable about different things, you know, Absolutely. if you get into home brewing. I've never I've I've screwed around. I've that's... brewed a couple of batches. I'm really shitty at it, and then I had no inclination to pursue it, anything beyond that because I feel like there's some pretty badass people. Brewing I think that's beer. the way that most people feel that is the only way into the industry, which is part of this conversation. So we've spent the last 90 minutes or whatever talking about other ways to get into the industry besides being a brewer because. Uh, I, I think there's kind of a misnomer of the only way I'm getting in the industry is it being a great home brewer and then being a brewer. And that's really, that's, that's a great way to do it. And, and as long as that's what you want to do and that's your passion. If that's, if you're, if you're kind of into microbiology, the cleaning and the, and the, and the, the scientific monotony of, of doing that and, 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 and making the IPA and then making it again and again and again to make it better and better. Perfect. Then, then, then you're suited to be a brewer. But there are a lot of ways into the industry that are not. And and so I brewed, I home brewed um, when I I moved from Boston to to L.A. and and that was my way in. As, as I was like, I want to figure this beer thing out. I really loved it, and so I started brewing my own beer. I, I was not great at it, and and but I knew that I liked the culture and I liked all the people that I met at the homebrew shop. And then I started going to the bars and I met a lot of the people. We met at bars and I met more people. And I was like, all right, I want to find. A way in, and I took what what I was good at, which was sales. So I'd had ten years in selling, working for Best Buy in, in Circuit City, of selling TVs and audio systems and all these other things, and said, "What I want to do is take sales, and they, they have to sell the beer after they make it, right?" So, so there's one guy that that's really great at making the beer. There has to be somebody then that sells it. So I I, I apply. Really good at selling yeah, it. She's really good at selling it. So that's that's kind of where where I took what I was good at and, and, and kind of shoved it into what, 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 what the brewing industry might have needed at the time. And, and I had no experience. I never worked in a bar. I never done anything and just kind of said, here's what I've got. So I made beer. I wasn't great at it, but it was also very difficult. Once I did get hired at, at, at Stone, they gave me a keg of beer a month. So it was really hard for me to get motivation to like, brew an IPA. I got a cake, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, it's mainly my wife is like, "Hey, sweetheart, I have I have this six barrel of IPA that I made," and she's like, "Or, or, sweetheart, just wait a minute." You have this world class shit. You, that you, or, or you, you underrated also, beer. Next, next to it, next to it, you have Stone IPA on tap, and and my keg sat there. <laughs> so, so then I, yeah, I just kind of gave up on the home brewing thing. So but. on on the distributor end. As far as home brewing goes, uh, not as important, but I will tell you, I do have at least one salesperson that does brew beer. Uh, the education piece comes back to that. Yeah. It does not hurt to know how to brew beer, to be able to speak to your, your, your customer, to be able to tell them about the process that went into brewing that product because they know how to brew that product. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's good for everybody yeah. to... I never home brewed either, but it's great that people do it. Yeah, I think there's some credibility to it. You're able to you're able to speak to understanding the process, so you're not 
you you know it, you can't you can't sell anything without it'd be like selling a car and not understand how an engine works. Yeah. But you should have the basic working knowledge of how how you know the engine moves the wheels and the car goes. You should yeah. basically have something to to, to 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 base what your knowledge is on. Otherwise, you have no credibility. But any, it's not a end all be all. No, I, that was a great answer. I think you guys had both great answers on that. And any, any final thoughts, man? Before we go, anything? Oh, this final? is great. I want to do it again. So <laughs> I'll throw that out I there. want you to do it again. Uh, yeah. man, for no, sure. look, look um, it's great to talk about the, the three tier system. It's great to talk about how to get into it. Um, the industry has changed over the past fifteen years, and the camaraderie that's gone along with it. And I will tell you that um, educate. I keep going back to it. We need to educate ourselves better all the time. You don't have to be certified in any damn thing, but if you know how to hang and talk with a person, you're going to be able to sell it, brew it, make it, whatever, be a supplier, and roll with it. Read books. Drink beer. Hang out with people that know beer. Talk to people. Don't be a jackass. Listen to the Casey Social. Yeah, listen to Casey Social. That'll be, you know what, that's a prerequisite. I'm not hiring anybody at this point forward that hasn't listened to at least two podcasts from Ruben. Have you subscribed, bitch? Yeah, yeah, that's It's real easy to be a a nice person and sell. I mean, you just be good, just be a good person and and be a people person and you can sell beer. Yeah, I think You guys are both good people persons and you guys can both sell beer. My final thought is, is follow, follow what you're passionate about and what you're already good at. Don't, don't try to reinvent yourself or be something you're not. Like I wasn't a great brewer, so I didn't want to try to be a brewer. So don't try to follow what you're passionate about. Follow what you're already, what your skill set that you already have and that you're already good at. Find a way to, to, to parlay that into working for a brewery or distillery or winery or whomever and, and, and follow that passion and do it because we need more people to do that. There's, there's not a huge, a vast majority of people that are walking out of college and just right able to be able to work in, in, in this industry. And we need people to be able to say, hey, I'm, I'm passionate about this and, I, and, I, and I, uh, how do I work to get my skills into what you need to do? And that's the only way this industry begins to go from a fledgling craft brew industry into continuing to grow and continuing to be a, a larger piece of the puzzle of, 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 of all beer in the, in the country. Donnie, Nate, man, and we just turned into a pumpkin, and Donnie. that's why I love doing this podcast. You guys were great fucking guests, man, and I really appreciate you guys coming out tonight. And we're going to have some more brewskis, man. Yes. I appreciate Sounds it, brother. Good. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks for having us. I appreciate, appreciate you having you. us here. Awesome. Thanks. Just scary, it's about to be lynching